But man, we ready to go, man. We got Browns legend Leroy Horton here, and, and we got Leroy. He got to talk about a plethora of things. First segment, we about to get into the Deshaun Watson situation. What do you see the maturation? What do you see the offense evolving into when you get Deshaun Watson? How is this thing gonna look in twenty twenty three? We'll also talk about someone familiar that Leroy is definitely familiar with the position. Running back and Nick Chubb, if you are changing things going on with uh, Deshaun Watson, that means there's going to be some changes for Nick Chubb. He's been running the same type of offense for five years, very successful at doing so. How do they keep implementing him into the game and making sure he's still part of what the Cleveland Browns do? And then finally in the last segment, we will get to Jim Schwartz' defense. We've been watching the playoffs, and we've been seeing a lot of stout defenses out there from Philadelphia, from the San Francisco 49ers, uh, you know, obviously from the Chiefs and the Bengals. What are some things that we're gonna, we can take away from those AFC and NFC championship games and kind of compare it to where the Cleveland Browns are today? Uh, we'll talk about that coming up as well. We'll do that and much, much more on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're excited for this episode here today. Uh, he's been on the show before. Obviously, you know, Cleveland-wise, a uh, bit of fixture here with G. Bush and the crew over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show the last couple of months. Mr. Leroy Horde going to join us. Uh, basically, state of all things Browns here. You're going to get in the offensive side of the ball here. Uh, I think a lot of people, for the most part, are down on the play of quarterback Deshaun Watson. Six games, new offense, new teammates, you know, changes coming here, where we are with that. Um, Nick Chubb, we're going to get to that as well. Uh, a lot of things changing for the Browns' most successful offensive player for the last five years. Uh, you know, what's it like when you have to, you know, basically ask one of your better players, one of your stars to essentially change the role that he has done for your team. Third segment, we will get into it. And then we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. We touched on this a little bit yesterday. Uh, the fact that, you know, the Browns defensive line, it seems to be the thing that changes games that matter late in the season. And if you saw anything from the Eagles, you saw anything from the Chiefs and of course the 49ers, Defensive line play is key. All this on your latest Lockdown Browns. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. As we said, of course, Leroy's been in here before. I think Leroy was in, I think, right before that, the, the playoff run in 2022. Obviously, he's become a fixture here with the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, as we had mentioned uh, Leroy, where we want to start here is, you know, I, I think a lot of people, for the most part, look, there's a lot of sour grapes as at the end of the mm -hmm. 2022 season. Sure. And understood. Um, but, you know, and then you get to finally get to see Deshaun Watson. And I think everybody just assumed Deshaun was going to come back to this team. I mean, not back to this team, come to this team, come to this franchise. And we were just automatically going to see the star player that we saw when he last played in the NFL in 2020. Obviously, it, it didn't really manifest. Um, so where is it now for Coach Stefanski, Deshaun Watson, for everybody involved here? Mm -hmm. 
because Deshaun doesn't want to be the guy to have his finger pointed at him for making $238 million and not being the guy he is. Coach Stefanski, if it doesn't work out, obviously his seat goes from you know lukewarm to boiling hot here. This is an extremely, extremely important next few months here for Coach Steph and, of course, Deshaun Watson as they try to find some compatibility in putting together a playbook that can have you know basically the best recipe for everyone involved to succeed. Well, first things first, the Browns didn't make the playoffs last year, not because of what Deshaun Watson did, but because of what they didn't do the first 11 games when they had plenty of opportunities to win games and be in a better situation to absorb the growing pains of Deshaun Watson. So my frustration with last year has nothing to do with um, when, when Deshaun Watson came but how they played before that, we we have conversations every week about how did they let this one slip away? How did they do this? So that's what needs to be fixed. Now, you can have the best quarterback in the world playing. If you don't, and, and if there's any indication of what is needed, just go look at teams like Minnesota, Miami, Cincinnati. Buffalo, go look at what Kansas City does. Go look at where, and just look outside. Every game you watch these teams play that are in the final four have had what? Separation or that guy who would go up and make a play for you down the field. Now, you can win other ways, but it certainly seems like those teams that had that dude outside or a couple of them dudes outside, right? Or the teams that were still standing at the end because you knew they were going to make some big plays. And Cincinnati has three of them. Now, I'm not taking anything away from uh, from Coop, but here's the deal. He is basically what Jarvis Landry was. He does it a little bit better, more consistently, but that's who he is. Who's going to stretch the field for you? Who's going to make you defend all three layers of the football field? And when you have that, that then in turn increases the production of your running game. And, and so what's happening is, is when a team looks at you and say, you ain't no threat to go downfield on us, right? What do they do? They come up to the close to the line of scrimmage because now you ain't got a guard 30 and 40 yards down the field. You only got a guard 20 yards. And, and that's what plagued the, the Cleveland Browns last year. As far as Deshaun Watson, what did everybody expect? Dude ain't played football in, what, 17 months? You think he was just going to come back and pick it up? <laughs> you know, it, it don't work like that. You need some continuity with your players. You need to get a feel for what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, uh, how quick you can release the ball. If you know you got a receiver that don't get his head around, you maybe got to wait a little bit. These are all feels of the game that Deshaun Watson had to go through. I think the best thing that happened for the Browns in the future is that Deshaun Watson got 11 instead of 16. Or 17, because if he had been suspended for the whole year, we would have been doing this in the beginning of the next year. This offense is going to look way different. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski going to sit down. 
and they just gonna draw plays up. And if they don't like the plays they drew up, they'll just scrap them and do forty more plays. Um, so for me, that's a, that's that's a, a little um, that, that's a little uh, nervous. I'm a little nervous about that, but at the same time, I'm a little excited about that. Well, why are you nervous? I was because if you're gonna draw them plays up forty times, I need somebody to go out there and get them forty balls. I need right. Like well, yeah. That, well, well, but, but here's here's the here's the other deal is that. Deshaun Watson brings credibility. He comes in. If any other reason than this, if things go bad, guess who gonna be here next year? Right? Uh, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> that's another. But that's how it works, man. That's the game. That's the game. You bring in a high price in any sport. You bring in a high price free agent. That coach knows. That manager knows. That. Whatever sport he knows, they paid this dude a lot of money. I better get along with him. So <laughs> it, it's it's a good thing that this 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 what you're telling me is happening. Um, now it's a matter of hey, do we have anybody that can do this? Can we get this guy over here? How are we gonna do this? I think a lot of what we're seeing in the playoffs right now is a lot of things that the Browns could do minus a couple of pieces. For example, you look at Jalen Hurts running the RPO. Deshaun Watts could run the RPO mm -hmm. with a better running back. Yep. Right? So when you run the RPO and them linebackers are looking and ain't moving, and then you go ahead on and drop back and throw a pass, that that's where this is um, going. It's always a difficult position when you're a player. And look, you know, two, the Browns' two best players, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb, they're all about this team. And I think, you know, at least for Nick – right now there's going to be some adaptation to what he's going to have to do but these guys say all the right things they do all the right things it's what you're gonna to have to do for the best of the team we're going to get to that here in nick chubb in just one second your latest lockdown browns jeff lloyd garrett bush joined by the legend mr leroy horde folks it's almost february y'all know what that means valentine's day is coming up which means romance is in the air more than usual i don't need to tell you all lovebirds that you've probably had your date plans on the calendar for weeks but celebrating this day of romance or whether you're ready to pop the question you can find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenile.com Blue Nile, you can find the perfect piece of jewelry for life's special moments or even create the custom engagement ring of her dreams. These simple online tools let you choose the diamond shape, its size, its clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft that perfect piece to your specifications. Blue Nile's diamond price guarantee allows you to compare a competitor's diamond against one of theirs. Blue Nile can even meet or beat their price. Every order is insured and arrives quickly in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shopping is free, and so are returns. Right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That is BlueNile.com for up to 50% off. BlueNile.com. Welcome back to the Locked on Brown podcast. We want to thank everybody out there for making Locked on Browns your first listen of each and every day. Um, make sure you follow us at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd on Twitter. Make sure you follow us at GBush91 on twitter as well there you go boom right there that's me boom that's jeff make sure you're following us on there we got a legend in the building one leroy horde former cleveland browns running back did they ever feel did they ever clear that up did they you know because sometimes on, when you was on channel three they used to have you as a fullback there's fullback it, slash here's here's what happened and and you could blame 
the Washington Redskins for this. In our offense, there was an H and there was an F, right? Mm. The H is that tight end that would go in motion. Like, remember Reed and – Yeah. And, yep. and, right. Remember Charles Clay and yep. Buffalo? He was considered an H, not a tight end, right? An H. The guy behind the quarterback was considered the F. People just assumed that that was the fullback. Right. <laughs> so, I I like – I got so tired of fighting it. I just say, "All right, man. All right, let's let's go." But I ain't blocking for nobody. When I played, <laughs> I played in the Pro Bowl, dude. I'm gonna tell you the funniest thing ever. I played in the Pro Bowl, so the first play of the game, everybody who's voted have to play their position, right? Right. I was the the fullback, right? Got to the Pro Bowl. I ain't care what position they they could put that up. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> and, and guess who was behind me? I'm in the three-point stance. I look behind me. Natro means Natro. who is 30 pounds heavier than me. And I'm looking back at him. I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? Hey man, I right? used to all I used to always think you and Natron Means was like are the same because no! like yo, like y'all used to I'm like, oh, but that's the Leroy run just as big as Natron though. <laughs> you know what? And and the only thing is the only reason why people say I had them big old shoulder pads. But yo. I'm like, everybody had the big shoulder pads. It wasn't even now, they barely wear stuff. I'm like, <laughs> they wow. They out there in basketball shorts now, Leroy. They out there yeah. in nothing. Who nothing. 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 The only thing that I didn't do, I never wore sleeves. I don't care how cold it was. I, I'm, well, you you fool people well because if you put y'all, if you put y'all in like a, a rating system, if you was playing super tech mode, Bo back then, super <laughs> yeah. tech mode, it was Natron Means, it was Christian Okoye, yeah, uh, no, it was Leroy yeah. Horde, Mike Allstott was in that 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 category. Is that crazy? Back, yep. I wasn't even look. They the the lowest weight them guys had was two fifty, right? And I was two twenty. That's crazy. <laughs> everybody That's just crazy. everybody just say, look, I'm running to people now. They go, man, I thought you were bigger. I'm like, I'm bigger now, <laughs> right? So I just want to put some on, right? I just, so so I um. You just you just live with it, you know what I mean? It it uh, it, it's just one of those things that people got. You know, uh, another thing is is people don't realize I had more success in Minnesota than I did in Cleveland. Listen, but, but where yeah. but wherever I go, I'm a Cleveland Brown, and I don't have a problem with it. But that's just you know, people associate you with a team, and that's both a blessing. And sometimes you, you, your career gets shortchanged because, you know, they only look at, you know, that portion of your career. You know, now if I say, oh, the team moved to Baltimore, then that conversation immediately. That's the get off ramp. That's the get off ramp right there. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Speaking of get off ramp, uh, Nick Chubb, man, fifteen hundred yards last year, and and. You know, people like me would, would clamor for him to get the ball more. I mean, I guess situationally you could always make a, a case for that. 1,500 yards, um, and he's, you know, one of the best backs in the league. How do you see this offense evolving? We kind of talked at the end of the last segment about 
you know, getting downhill. And I think it's also a situational thing as well. I think that a lot of what we saw with Nick Chubb was a lot of East and West, right? Every and team, I don't care how great your quarterback is, first thing they try to do is establish the run, okay? One of the things that Philadelphia has done all year is they will beat you up up front, okay, both offensively and defensively. And you can say what you want about it. having a great quarterback, having weapons outside, having all these things. It always seems to go back to basic football, con control the line of scrimmage. So maybe they have a happy medium. How about this? How about you put Nick Chubb behind Deshaun Watson in a pistol? You know, you have to – look, he's your best player. You have to have him comfortable first, okay? Because it's Cleveland. What we do in Cleveland? We run the football, play smash mouth football, that whole division, right? I mean, sure, we've had – you know, you got Joe Burrow and you got the, the, the three-headed monster in Cincinnati – but whenever they've had success, go look at their running stats. See what I'm saying? And and that's the way it's always going to be in the AFC North. I, I didn't make those rules, right? <laughs> we all know when, when, when December come and, and it's snow for no damn reason whatsoever, and you got to go to Cincinnati and, and Pittsburgh and Baltimore in December and now early January, what that's going to entail, you ain't throwing it 40 times. You're just not. So you got to make Nick Chubb comfortable. Um, he still had 1,500 yards, though. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here like, like, you know what I'm saying? And, 1,500. And, and 1,500 yards, and we sit here looking at, oh, he's slipping. No, he ain't. Like, well, once you get over 1,500, right, 1,500, 1,700, you ain't slipping. 1,500 is 1,500 yards. Damn near 100 yards a week. So – Think about that. Think about how we talked about him getting the ball more. I think we didn't have a problem with Nick Chubb getting the ball more, but the offense running the football like Nick Chubb. So you have Kareem Hunt, and you have some other guys that you can spare Nick Chubb and extend him a little bit, right? But the whole issue wasn't who – was running the ball, but the fact that at certain points in the game in the season, you didn't run the ball at all. So I don't have a problem with Nick Chubb at all. I don't have a problem with Kareem Hunt. Now, I will say this. This is the time of year where you have to make decisions, okay? And those decisions are, do we have somebody that can do almost the same or the same or better than the guy we have, okay? Then you start evaluating money, okay? If we're going to bring in a receiver, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do that, where can we get some cap space? This is the only reason why there should be conversations with Kareem Hunt, not because of his play. People that think, oh, uh, Kareem Hunt is slipping. Dude, 500 yards as a backup, go look around. When you're talking about a guy you playing behind is Nick Chubb, right? He, he, he did a lot better the, the years before, partly because the team ran the ball more. And secondly, because Nick Chubb got banged up a little bit and Kareem Hunt had to come in and, and you know, tote the low for a couple of weeks. So the numbers get skewed that way. 
But that's a conversation that this team is going to have. But it's about the attitude. You got to get that O-line and, and the defensive line. I, I would like to see a little more stoutness at one of the linebackers, right? I don't want a big safety coming up in there to stop the run in the AFC North. I need somebody with a little bit of rumble in the jungle to go ahead on and plug things up, you know? So there's a lot of conversations that are going to have to be had. Now, i tell you one thing about Jim Schwartz. He's going to be tough, right? He is a physical-minded, get-after-you kind of guy. It'll be interesting to see when this defensive front, all they care about is sacks. We It's going to see how Jim, Jim Schwartz get him in the right position so everybody can play great defense instead of a couple of guys playing great defense. You see, that's when when you look around, go look at Philadelphia and how they play. Yeah, they got a stud. But guess what? The only reason why he can do what he do is because everybody where they're supposed to be and there's nowhere to go. And they basically just take you and turn you into our stud. Right? That's that's what Miles Garrett is. And they're gonna try to find you notice how they move uh they moved uh Jones, Chris Jones. First, he was over the guard, yep. and he was outside. Yep. And I was complaining about that all year. Move Miles Garrett around, right? Move yep. him around. That's your stud. That's what defenses do. They take their stud. They create mismatches. They move out. They clear out. Let him go one-on-one -on, -one on a sucker, right? Let him go one-on-one -on, -one on the weak link. <laughs> Make your defense look that way. And so these are all things – that with a new defensive coordinator, right, you got a new offensive mindset, right? You ain't going to be thinking about just hanging on until. Now it's time to go, right? Um, with the additions that you get either with free agency or with um, the draft, you're going to have to get a couple of guys in there that can burn. That if you can't threaten the deep part of the field, look around, look around the league. You say you got that guy out there, that dude. He look, Kansas City didn't have, uh, didn't have uh, what's the name? He's now in Miami now. Um, Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. Hill. They got a whole bunch of little guys that run fast. <laughs> right? Yeah, they got a whole team <laughs> team full of them. I might, and they even give them the same jerseys, the sixes and the tens and the twenty fours, the wait. odd shape. I'm like, dang, he fast too. Yeah, and, and and you see them DBs, they just dropping back deep, and guess who killing them? <laughs> Kelsey, right? And 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 and, and Joku has moved up. He's improved every year, so. You look at a lot of the similar things with stretching the field, creating space in the middle, and letting him just destroy linebackers. So I, I'm excited about where, where they are. There's going to be some changes, some guys that you may not want gone, but hopefully it's done correctly so that you can get the guys on your team that buy in and the guys on your team that fill a void that you haven't had, not just the name, right? Like you could sign one of the best receivers in the league, but if he ain't fitting 
a spot on the team as far as speed or anything like that, he's not really helping you. So they got to be smart with it. But, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, you know, both offensively and defensively, you got a one or two elite players, okay? And that's always a good starting point. Always a good starting point, whereas you don't have that dude on either side of the ball. You got a dude on both sides of the ball. Let's make them work. No question about it. Uh, we're going to flip it up here. Um, I'm just going to get some final thoughts here in the third segment from Leroy. Um, again, you know, we all know the defensive line is an issue here and has been an mm-hmm. issue for this Cleveland Browns team for a while. And it, you just when you see good teams and teams that are headed to the Super Bowl, you just see how far off the drop is. We'll get to all that. Your latest lockdown Browns. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're super excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because of the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download the FanDuel app and you can bet. Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown if you had certain things over the weekend Patrick Mahomes over 300 yards a Travis Kelsey touchdown Uh, maybe you had the rare one where MVS you had him for a touchdown you probably hit big on stuff like that the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe it's secure it's super easy to use best of all you can get paid your winnings instantly I continue to look at what we're going to hear. And look, we got two weeks away, but and you're going to have to see injury-wise. But there's some really, really juicy things right now. As Leroy just said, there really isn't a true pecking order with the Kansas City wide receivers. So you could probably get some low bets that could have a high-octane volume payout. So make sure you're checking all that out. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment. More with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Welcome back to the Locked on Brown podcast. Uh, legend Leroy Horde in the building, gracing us with his presence early in the morning. I want to shout out Leroy, shout out, uh, you know, uh, the old school Cleveland Browns. Because I tell you what, Leroy, um, every time I watch these games, me and Jeff talked about it last, last week on our podcast. What we try to do is we look at the teams that are in it. Uh, mm-hmm. And we kind of take a look and, and say, okay, well, the Browns need this. I like how they do the D-line here. Maybe a couple pieces of parts here. Me and too. We piecemeal, <laughs> we, so we piecemealing all the hey. way into the playoffs a little hey. bit. So um, what are your takeaways from some of the over? Because I like when you give me an overarching thing. What are some of your overarching things that you've noticed um, that good teams are doing in the playoffs, teams that made the playoffs that are really – you know, kind of turning the tables and being successful with? One, both offensively and defensively, everybody is where they're supposed to be. They are more team acclimated, not individually acclimated. Now, the studs, the coaches do a good job of isolating them. There's your game plan. You know, Philly did it on defense. Well, who, who's number seven? I just know his number. Hassan Riddick. Yeah, Hassan Riddick. He was Riddick. He just, yeah. He hey, popped hey, up the hey, first hey. few plays. Hey, up. and you thinking to yourself, why is he always singled up? Right? Like, Man, is that? And, and, and Miles Garrett getting quadruple teamed. 
right? <laughs> so so that's that's how I look at it. I'm like, whoa. So, but what that means is, is that everybody else on the defensive line is where they're supposed to be, and the quarterback has nowhere else to go. So that is a defensive scheme thing, not a talent thing. So I looked at it from the standpoint of, okay, we got a stud. Why can't he get to the quarterback? Because everybody on defense, they're not together. They're not, they not doing, you know, everybody trying to make a play. Sometimes you're making a play allows another guy to make a play. You got to be happy for him, right? That's not everybody want to get theirs, right? You know, the hardest thing in, in, in a team sport to realize is if we succeed, we all succeed, right? You know, you win a Super Bowl, you know, everybody going to want to pick them guys off the roster and pay extra money. Right. You see, if you don't win, then they looking at you totally different. And so that's one of the things you have to understand. Anybody remember uh, Alma Harper? The plus one on the Cowboys that went yep. took all that money in Tampa Bay and disappeared. Why? Because he was part of a team. Right. Now he went down and he wanted to be the, the guy. Well, look, it happens that but but. Guess what? You win the Super Bowl, you have success. Everybody want a little piece. You see? And and that's how that's the great thing about team sports is that if you get that and understand that, right? Then and everybody's on the same page. Everybody's going to have more success. Right? That DB that you 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 had questions about all of a sudden going to get 3 4 picks next year because the D line is where they're supposed to be. Miles Garrett getting after the quarterback. Quarterback got to throw it early. You've been game planning. Boom, you there. So I don't know if it's a, a talent thing as much as it is an attitude thing because it seemed like before last year, that D-line and offensive line was what I'm seeing in Philly right now. Yeah. And in the, yeah. Course, of, in the course of a year, what happened? Right? So – those are some of the questions that I have knowing that instead of looking at replacing this guy or his numbers down or his numbers down, or his number, let's sit back a minute. Let's sit back and look at this team two years ago with the same guys. Why are you having so much more success this year? And then the following is because too many guys trying to get their money. Is it, you know, the, co the, the, the scheme wasn't quite the way it was before, you know? So, those are the questions that they have to answer up in, in the front office and, and be honest about it. Like, don't make changes just to make changes. Be honest. Like, a lot of people might not like some of the moves that the Browns make as far as who to get rid of or who to keep. But they got to have faith in what they're doing to understand we know more than these people. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's certain things. Look. There's certain things in life you got to do with confidence. You just do. Running a, a, a organization, a franchise, you got to do that with confidence. You can't do it without hope. This is our guy, right? And you get it done. You know, these are our guys. And you go talk to these guys and say, look, we need to get this done. You know, but but everybody, oh, I hope it works. No, you can't run a franchise like that because that's how your fans go act. Yeah. <laughs> right 
<laughs> Take a breath. Listen, I'm very familiar with the Cleveland Browns fan. Right? I've been on both sides of this. So, like, yeah, it's going to take some steadfast decision-making by the organization. Have some conviction in what you're doing. That's going to come across to everybody involved, including the players, the coaches, the fans. And then you go get this. There's a lot to do. There's no question about it. And defensively, it's got to be a big step up. You've got to coordinate where you get basically a perfect perfect system where you're going to get the best out of number four, the best out of number 24. Even as rocky as it was at times, you saw the best of Amari Cooper. You saw the best of David Njoku. You saw the best of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now it's just trying to basically maneuver it, manufacture it, step. marinate it, yeah. where, you know, we're talking about, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones clears is that thousand yard mark. You get David Njoku closer to 70 receptions. All of this by still having Nick Chubb, you know, control a lot of things for you with the ability to go five plus yards per carry every single tote that he gets. Uh, we've had a great discussion here today. Obviously, Leroy Horde, a lot of great thoughts here, a lot of great insight. And of course, a lot of laughs, as always, like we expect from Leroy, and we would never expect less. Um, I'm going to continue throughout the week. Obviously, a lot going on here. You know, the show does not change. We are still here five days a week. G. Bush and I trying to hopefully come hey. up with a lot of answers to a Jeff. lot of Cleveland Browns questions. Jump in, Leroy. Jeff, you better leave a couple of extra minutes for your show so G. Bush could cut his steak in little bitty baby pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to sneak this in. He's been waiting, he been waiting 39 minutes. We're supposed, we supposed to cut his mic. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I'm like, G. Bush ain't no small dude. He cut this steak up like little bite sizes. I'm like, he's, I'm like Man, he even got a was... kid. So it's like, why did he even know that yet? You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like, everybody, everybody, everybody was done eating their food. They they meet doing the meet and greet. <laughs> I'm still over here. Hold on. I got to get this last little piece. <laughs> This knife is dull. Can I get a second one? <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, obviously, so I had a great time here today. Absolutely. Um, again, big thanks to Leroy Horde. Obviously, you know, you can always catch him every morning. Obviously, you can catch him multiple, multiple appearances over at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, show with Garrett Bush. Obviously, I'll hold the crew over there. Make sure you are following at GBush91. G, of course, on-air personality, 923 The Fan. You can catch him there as well. Uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube, of course, available on Roku. We appreciate everybody that makes Lockdown Browns their first listen, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform here on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed, notifications on, throw some likes on the episodes. Just helps with the alg algorithm to get us more listeners to our platform. And, of course, Roku, go on, search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find Lockdown Browns. You will find the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Locked On Guardians, Locked On Cavs. Just another another avenue for you guys to catch us. Um, as always, we appreciate you all for being along for the ride. A lot of work to be done in Berea. And this is probably the most important offseason for the way this organization is currently structured, coaching, front office. For the first three they've been here, this one by far is the most important. You think you have the quarterback. You've invested in the quarterback. Now you got to make it all work. So once we see the way that all plays out, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.